For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding. Thank you so much for joining me. I am very fortunate today to be here with another person who actually is a host at Voice America, and that is Rebecca Hall Greider. Rebecca, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and join the conversation. Well, we really need you to be part of that conversation, Rebecca, because often I think that some of us throw around that term empowerment either about ourselves or our friends or whoever it might be that we might be interacting with. And before the show, I was thinking a little bit, and I've listened to your show, by the way. Nice job, Rebecca. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. And, and I want to encourage everybody to listen to Rebecca's show. But I was thinking, uh, I think I know what it feels like to be disempowered. I'm not sure that I really know a good definition for or a good concept of what empowerment is. So since your opinion is the only one that counts tonight, (laughs) (laughs) how would you define or characterize the concept of empowerment? The way I look at empowerment is really being at a place in our life where we are recognizing the choices that we're making, Mm. that we are living in a purposeful way, not autopilot, not just doing things without bringing awareness to it, but we're actively choosing to do things or say no to things or yes to things or move forward in a way with purpose. And then the second part of that is that we feel equipped to do so, that we're equipped to make those choices and and move forward. And that can be in a practical level, steps, things that we do, things that we build into our life, support that we build in, or it can be in a profound way that we're not listening to that negative self-talk within, Mm -hmm. that we're really choosing what we're going to believe and what we're purposely going to echo forward in life. Rebecca, I like that a lot because I can think of times in my own life when I have, for lack of a better term, drifted. Mm -hmm. And I sort of find myself thinking, oh, I wish I would have done this. Well, I could have done that. Well, I really didn't do that. And, And I think I was really lacking that purposefulness that you talk about. And certainly 
making choices is, is hugely important. And I want to talk about that because at least from the standpoint of where I have sat for the last 30 plus years, I try to help women to make informed choices about their feeding method. And that means I try not to push my agenda onto them, but I just try to give them information so they can make a choice. So you know right off the bat, Rebecca, you are the woman here tonight. So, <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about how did you get interested in pursuing all that you do with empowerment? Thank you. I'd be really happy to share that because I think sometimes we look at people and we see what they're doing now, but we don't really know why they do it <laughs> or, or where, where they came from. So I really appreciate that question and, and would be very happy to share. And the reason is because of what I grew up in. And if we go back in time, I grew up in an environment that I was very disempowered. It was very abusive, unsafe, not healthy. And when I would cry out for help, it was not believed. And so I was put back in that environment. And those who should have cared for me did not. They, they harmed me. And so I learned that I didn't matter. Mm. That I was not okay. Something wrong with me. It must be my fault. And it's absolutely not safe to feel what I feel, to be seen or heard. So I learned to smile really big and act like everything was okay when it desperately was not. You learned to fake it. I did at a very young age. Wow. And eventually I was rescued, which I'm very, very grateful for. And I got to move in with my birth father and my mom who became, I call her my mom, my stepmom. She became the mother of my heart. And I used to follow her around like a lost little chick, <laughs> just soaking <laughs> up <laughs> that uh -huh. love. And I went on a healing journey. And what I discovered was that I actually am beautifully and wonderfully made just as I am, that it wasn't my fault that I was okay. And in fact, that I had value. I was lovable even. Absolutely. And that it was safe to be seen and heard. And that part of the journey was the longest and the hardest because it's one thing to know it on a cellular, on, on an intellectual level. It's yeah. very different to know it on a cellular level yes. and live it. Yes. And the reason I do what I do is because when I look out in the world, I see so many men and women believing those lies that I used to believe, and that hurts my heart. And I want people to know that they are beautifully and wonderfully made and needed now, just as they are. Rebecca, I'm really glad you mentioned that because there's, as I heard you talking, and as, as you know, we did not go through this interview before it happened. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I was thinking about, for many women, the first time that they feel that they are the center of somebody's universe is when they have a baby. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had a nickel for every time that I have heard a new mother say something to me like, oh, I'm not doing a good enough job. Oh, I don't know how to do this. Oh, I don't think he likes that. And 
And they kind of are beating themselves up with how they're not a good enough mother. And good grief, they're only two or three hours postpartum, you know? Yep. And yep. I wish I had a nickel for every time that I've tried to turn that around. And I actually don't speak directly to the, to the mother. I kind of talk to the baby and I say, now remember that little chat that we had out in the hall where you told me that this was the best mother you'd ever had. Mm. And of course, the mother is hearing all of this. And very often they get a little tearful. Well, new mothers get tearful anyway sometimes. Uh, But what I'm really trying to communicate there is this baby doesn't have any, any form of reference. He does think she's the best mother in the world. And oh, by the way, she probably is. But it's so important for her to change her image of herself as being less than perfect or or uh, less than excellent for this baby because honestly that baby is the center of her universe right now and she's the center of his universe so beating your this is not the time to beat yourself up basically absolutely not it's to me just as you're sharing it's really about that connection it's not about perfection it's about being connected yes and that is enough and that is what is needed absolutely oh you just nailed it right there it is not about perfection it is about connection i'm i'm totally there with you so rebecca as you probably know and i've told this to mothers too Going from being a non-parent to being a parent is like going from being uh, a teacher's aide to being a full professor overnight. You know, you really got kind of the weight of the world on your shoulders, or you feel you do, and it can can really be quite daunting. So, I think that to some degree, that's that can be empowering, but. On the other hand, sometimes people feel like this is just too much. How do you talk to women or anybody else for that matter who feel like this is just such a huge undertaking? Mm. What I encourage is to stop, pause, take a big belly breath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lower that cortisol. And actually take a few breaths. Take three breaths or four breaths. And in that space, really ask yourself, okay, is this how I want to be right now? Mm. Stressed out, feeling pulled too many directions, and not sure what to do next. And usually the answer is going to be no. I I don't want to be like that right now. Right, right. And then you take another breath. You say, okay, how do you want to be? And see what the answer is. And then you choose that with your next breath. And then you do it. What I find is when you do that little pause, and it just takes about a minute, it gives you space to, in a sense, reset how you're thinking and stop that revving and that racing and that pulling, even if it's for 30 seconds a minute. And you'll be amazed at the clarity you can get. And they can say, okay, this this thing is the next thing I will do right now. And then I'll take another breath. Two things really jumped out at me, Rebecca. One was about the cortisol. Mm-hmm. 
very often new mothers are very sleep deprived. But as we all know, when you increase your levels of cortisol for whatever reason, it messes up your sleep, basically. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, I think that that's an important point. The other thing that I heard there was that you were saying that with that third breath, you make a choice. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's all about, isn't it? Exactly. And that takes us from a place of disempowerment to empowerment in three breaths. Mm. Rebecca, somewhere, and I'm wishing that I could remember where it was, but somewhere many years ago, I think I read that the only thing that we can really control in our life is our attitude and our choice. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Uh Yes. Yeah, it seems to me that we've always got all this stuff swirling around, and it's about time, it's about uh, the environment, it's all of those things, and yet you can have many people in that very same situation. Some of them cope very well, others of them kind of fall apart, you know? Uh, I I also want to ask you, we have got hundreds of thousands of mothers who are listening to us right now, and I am willing to bet that almost every one of them has had an experience of saying that she does not have enough milk. And this comes back to the idea of scarcity. And so when we come back from the commercial, I'd like you to talk about that word that I hear you using, which is overflow. Hey, everybody, don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuso. I am here with Rebecca Hall Greider. We will be right back right after this short break. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuso? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. New Angel manufactures environmentally friendly and hypoallergenic cotton products for breastfeeding mothers and their new angels. 
Feel the difference. Soft, absorbent, and breathable. Patented, patent-pending, and award-winning products designed by a certified lactation consultant. Look for New Angel biodegradable, disposable, and cotton washable nursing pads, natural cotton products, and other unique items. Made by mothers for mothers in the USA. By N-U-A-N-G-E-L for your new angel at www.newangel.com and www.amazon.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm with Born to be Breastfed, and I'm here today with my very special guest, Rebecca Hall Greuter, and Rebecca is talking to us about empowerment. Before we went to commercial break, I mentioned about how many women feel as though they don't have enough milk. And by the way, in my more than 30 years of experience, I usually find that that's about perceiving that they don't have enough milk rather than the actual physiologic case. And so I read that as this mentality of scarcity. So, Rebecca, I know that you talk about overflow. I'm going to jump to the conclusion that overflow is not scarcity. Tell us what overflow means and how that might be something that would uh, affect the mother who's interacting with her baby. I I would love to. Thank you. Um, Actually, this is something I was speaking at a conference this past weekend, and this is something we were talking about with them as well, Uh (laughs) that we have this tendency to give and give and give and give. And at some point, we're running on fumes and empty and still trying to give and getting stressed out. Our cortisol goes up. We're feeling spread too thin and we just don't have enough anymore. And the way to unwind that, to reverse that, to make it so that you actually come from a place where you can keep giving, keep connecting, keep supporting, keep giving, is to make sure that you're taken care of, that you're nourishing yourself, that you're taking some space and time, even if it's those three breaths at a time, that you're really making sure that you're nourishing yourself to the point where you are filled to a place of overflow. And then that's a way that you can endlessly, in a sense, have energy, be able to give, be able to um, serve from a place of overflow. Another way you can look at it is if any of you have traveled on a plane, they always talk about putting your oxygen mask on first Mm. before you reach to the person or the child beside you to help with them. So it's really important that we're taking care of ourselves, especially if we're in this space of caring for another. We've got to make sure we've got our oxygen mask on so we can. As you're talking, I'm thinking about a woman that I knew who had triplets. And by the way, she was breastfeeding all of the triplets, but she always had these really great-looking fingernails. And, and I mean fabulous. I was thinking to myself, I wouldn't have the time to sit down and have it done. And even if I did, I would have messed them up because, you know, something would have happened. 
And when we talked to her about it, interestingly enough, she said, no, 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 no. The manicure is what I do for myself. That is the time that I get to relax, have somebody take care of me. And as I heard her talking, I was thinking, that really makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I loved what you said about how the word you used was serve. You said mm-hmm. you serve from a place of, did you say abundance? I'm not sure what your word was. Uh, from overflow where you're overflow. nourished and filled up. But I love abundance as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm wondering now, Rebecca, how do you put this into your own life? Because you seem like a super busy woman. When I contacted you, even though... I mean, when I'm on the road, I'm useless. I got probably three or four emails back from you. I thought you were phenomenal. How do you... How <laughs> Thank do you. <laughs> how do you take care of yourself and serve from this place of overflow? Well, when, this was an, is an example right now. And this is something that I think we as women... Because I'm not a man, I can't speak from a male perspective, but as as a woman, it's so easy to just brush off a compliment. Oh, true. true. Laugh it off, not take it in. And, oh, they just kind of get me on a good day if they only knew. And we talk ourselves out of it and we don't receive. Yeah. It's really important that we're willing to receive. When somebody pays you a compliment, oh, you look amazing today. I love your nails, like you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever it is they say, they mean it receive it that's part of nourishing yourself and even celebrate it celebrating what you are doing or I tried or I did this those are ways to nourish yourself and for me personally I carve out time in my schedule I have put more and more on my plate I have more and more responsibilities I'm on the road quite a bit these days I'm launching a television network I have six books coming out this year I run conferences I'm speaking a lot just to give you and that's just a quick snapshot that came to my head this moment of what's going on <laughs> and as I have said yes to more things what I'm finding is I'm very careful about what I add onto my plate and if I keep adding things on I make sure I take some things off too. Mm. And I do a lot of breathing throughout the day and pausing when that day starts running me or I feel pulled too many directions or someone needs one more thing and I just don't feel like I've got it. That's when Rebecca needs a timeout and I give it to myself and I honor that. And I actually proactively carve out time every day for me. And the more responsibility I'm taking on, the more I'm serving, the more time I need. And so I do have an hour to two hours I aggressively carve out in my schedule and I choose a time before others can pull at me, before my day can start running me for me. And those are times where I'll meditate, I might work out, exercise, breathe, listen, receive, whatever it is I need. And as I do that, that's where I'm filling up. So that when I go out into the world, I'm coming from that place of overflow, not from a a place of scarcity. Now, Rebecca, I got to tell you, every breastfeeding mother that is listening to us is probably thinking to herself, I'm too busy. I got to take care of this newborn and I've got these toddlers running around. I got to get stuff around the table. I don't have time to carve out time for myself. And as you were talking, I was thinking breastfeeding mothers have a fabulous opportunity to do that because basically I know it's a little rocky in the first few weeks but 
Thereafter, as soon as the baby gets to what I call self-service, okay, he hops on, eats, mother has a wonderful opportunity to be able to sit in the chair, rock, do some deep breathing. Uh, Sometimes I'll tell people to do some pranayama. I don't know if that's something that you do, but it's extremely helpful for me before I get into something that's real gigantic. I can just, even five minutes sometimes of that breathing will really help me to get my head together, get organized, and honestly, just having that baby at breast, which releases those hormones that actually counteract all of the stress hormones. So you're lowering those cholesterol, excuse me, not cholesterol, but um, cortisol levels and so forth, is really just a wonderful opportunity. So, Rebecca, I think I would venture to say that perhaps the best gift that a mother can give her child is her own milk. But mothers and grandmothers give us many gifts throughout our lives, Uh, Mothers give us gifts of wisdom or advice throughout our lives. I know that your grandmother was very influential for you. Can you tell us about that? I can, and I actually was blessed to have four grandmothers um, through divorces and remarriages. That was a huge gift that I was given and got to know them as women, not just as grandmother figures. Okay. And the one that really spoke to my heart for our conversation today is my um, grandma that lives up in Washington. And what she taught me is that in the highs in life and the lows in life, it's really important, one, to treat yourself like your own best friend. Mm. Be uh-huh. extra careful, gracious, and kind with yourself and allow yourself to process things on a cellular level, like honor that process. And honestly, I wasn't very good at listening to her in the highs in life. I would color up, celebrating, yeah, 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 and then I'd move on to the next thing. I didn't allow myself to always process it. When I would have a great loss in life and I would call her just taking that next breath in that fog not even sure how to process because now life was different and I was a little bit better at listening and slowing down and allowing it to process but how she really anchored that in is she would end every conversation saying Rebecca you know my health is fragile and I can go at any time which was true she'd had multiple strokes was housebound and I said I know grandma she goes so I want you to promise me something little bit of guilt, but okay, Grandma. (laughs) We'll take it. (laughs) Yes. I love and respect you, so yes. She goes, I want you to promise me you will take care of my granddaughter. And that was me. Nice. She ended every single phone call that same way. And she would add on sometimes saying, you know, Rebecca, I've lived a full life. I've loved fully. And I've been loved. I am at peace. And I want you to know that. So I can go at every time, at any moment. But I want you to promise. And again, she would make me promise. (laughs) And I did get to talk with her on her final day. And she ended the conversation the same. Oh, my. Oh, my. 
And and so then, Rebecca, did you really take care of her granddaughter? I did. And if I don't, I feel such deep conviction from that, that that's the wisdom that she passed on to me. There's so many gifts she gave me, but this really taking care of me when I have, I have a a background in financial services and I had a very successful, large financial practice. And one year we had 13 deaths. Oh my. And I sat across the table from the one that was left behind. And sometimes this is the first time they've looked at any of these financial things and they would beat themselves up because they were frustrated and trying to push through. And I would remind them of my grandmother's advice. Nice. So it's a gift that keeps giving. Nice. Yeah, you know, I noticed this too in working with my own team, that sometimes they're beating themselves up. And I'm like, you know what, folks? Beating yourself up doesn't really accomplish anything. It doesn't make it any Mm -hmm. better. In fact, obviously, it makes it worse, you know. And so, yet, I find that more difficult to tell myself. Uh, I never had a grandmother. So, uh, you know, I I don't know that I ever had anybody that really gave me that kind of age-old wisdom kind of thing. Uh, and I would certainly think that watching your grandmother die or being there on that last day would be very powerful in helping you to remember you promised her to do something, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't trivial. It was a major, major thing. Hey, everybody, do not go go away. Rebecca Hallgreiter and I will be back. We are going to commercial break. We will be right back after this short break. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. New Angel manufactures environmentally friendly and hypoallergenic cotton products for breastfeeding mothers and their new angels. Feel the difference. Soft, absorbent, and breathable. Patented, patent-pending, and award-winning products designed by a certified lactation consultant. Look for New Angel biodegradable, disposable, and cotton-washable nursing pads, natural cotton products, and other unique items. Made by mothers for mothers in the USA. Buy N-U-A-N-G-E-L for your New Angel at www.newangel.com and www.amazon.com. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you, too. 
Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuso? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding. Now, today, the myth that we're busting is that you can't do it because so often we put ourselves, especially as parents or young parents or new parents, in this situation of, I haven't quite got what it takes to do it. And as you're hearing Rebecca Hall Greider talking today, I think that what you can see is that you actually can be purposeful. You can pull yourself together. You can make the choices that can really make a difference for yourself and that you need to take care of yourself. And as Rebecca said, put your mask on before you take care of somebody else. Rebecca, in the last segment, you mentioned celebrating, and immediately I thought to myself, you know, in the context of new parenting, what always gets celebrated is the baby. Everybody's all excited about the baby, and the mother very often kind of gets lost in that celebratory, like like she's not front and center stage here, but... I would also say that in my own world, now Rebecca, you'd be proud of me. I now have I now have a page in my date planner thing that says month end celebrations. Well, as mm. you know, it's almost the end of the month. We're a day or two away from the end of the month, and I've got one thing on there to celebrate. And I'm thinking I bet Rebecca doesn't work that way. I bet she celebrates stuff all the time. So how can those of us who feel like we're not being celebrated or we don't have anything to celebrate about or or we're too busy to celebrate, uh, help us along with that, please. 
Absolutely. I, I would love to. I've just been smiling knowing we're going to talk about celebration. So I celebrate that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but part of it is actively looking for things to celebrate. Okay. I tried this, you know, or I, I did that or I got up, you know, we can celebrate everything throughout the day. Uh, one, my, my cat actually taught me a lot about celebration. Her name was Nina, and Nina used to walk into the room, and she would stand there kind of posed, just frozen, waiting for you to notice her with her tail up and and her head up and just looking, waiting to be acknowledged and seen because she had arrived, right? (laughs) And if you didn't notice her, she would come a little bit closer and do the same thing, and she'd start making some noise to make sure that you saw her. And once you acknowledged her, she was like, okay, great. And she would go about her her cat business. And I thought, you know, this is a really interesting behavior. I wonder what that feels like. Because she seems to have an awful lot of confidence there. And so I started to try it. And I decided to test it out on my husband. And and, uh, I work from home (laughs) a lot. And so he never quite knows, because he doesn't, uh, what he's going to walk in on. I might have a green facial mask on. I might have put a ball gown on just because it felt good that day. I wanted to try it out. So he's he's learned to just kind of go with the flow now. (laughs) It was a very interesting first couple years of marriage. And we got got into our flow. (laughs) And so I decided to try this. So I laid the trap. I waited until... He was settled in his chair and, and kind of distracted with something. And I came down the stairs and I put my hands up and my chest out and I just stood there like, ta waiting like to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't notice me. And so I decided, hmm, I'll get a little closer. And I, hmm, don't I look cute? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me and he started smiling. He goes, yes, yes, honey, you, you do. So I figured he needed a little training. So we would do this <laughs> for a, a series of days in a row. And what I found is it became ga- a game. It became fun, joyful. He and I both looked forward to it. What's she going to come down and, and next and do or, or say? And it became contagious. He started doing it to me really really and but his was a little more he'd like tilt the hat he put a hat on like ta-da you know his was a little bit more I guess guy oriented (laughs) than mine which was a little more rambunctious but I found we sometimes shrink back waiting for someone to notice or celebrate something within uh, within us when we can actually greet every day like that. And I do. When I'm feeling a little bit down or whatever, I remember Nina. And I'll go and stand in front of the mirror and I'll do it. And I'll make eye contact with myself. And I'll be, ta-da, I have arrived. Let's celebrate the day. And just making that choice and bringing that energy shifts how I feel and how I feel about the day. And then I start to find a whole lot of things I can celebrate and try. Rebecca, as you're talking, I'm thinking about that uh, uh, phrase of an attitude of gratitude. Would you say that celebration is roughly equivalent to thankfulness? It is. It's And it's celebrating that. It's choosing, again, that choice to be in that space and being thankful for ourselves and who we are. And we decided to bring the world the gift of who we are. And I don't mean that in an egotistical way, but we are all each a gift for such a time as this. And the biggest gift we can give is taking care of ourselves and being willing to share ourselves. And that's worthy of celebration. 
You, I feel like you've given me a really big assignment for the rest of the day here, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think that this is important. It's just not part of my reality. Uh, I've always come from the standpoint of do more stuff, generate more uh, papers, uh, do more radio shows, whatever it is. And I often just don't stop to say, well, wow, what a great job I did. Now, I got to tell you, I'm going to get off from this call and I'm going to say, wow, what a great show I had with Rebecca Hall Greider. <laughs> and I celebrate that with you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, so, Rebecca, here's the thing. A lot of women feel, especially in, in their, their situation of feeling very hormonal, they feel, for lack of a better word, um, disempowered, but I want to say something else, which is more like uh, they don't have choices or somebody tells them what choices they need to have or that they're not smart enough to make the right choice. Now, nobody ever says that word for word, but that's, that's a direct implication. How do you help women who feel like they just need to stand up for their own choice? How, how do you deal with that? It's really spending time taking those breaths and deciding what matters most to you. Okay. And that starts to give us confidence. When I, when I went on my healing journey, I did not care about myself enough to make some of those hard choices. Mm-hmm. To do the confrontation when that needed to happen. To get help where I needed help. To stretch where I needed to stretch. And I used to have these conversations with God. Because I thought this was a mean, hard, horrible thing he was asking me to do that I really shouldn't have to do. I had suffered enough. It's hard enough already. And what would start to play through my spirit is all those others coming after me that are also looking to could look to me if I decided to make different choices and so I would tell God okay I will do this mean hard horrible thing that you're asking me to do that that's really hard and I don't even know if I have enough in me to do it if it can make a difference for another and so I would take that step so a lot of the steps I took initially in life day by day breath by breath were because I wanted to make the path easier and better for those who would come after me and for another little girl. And that would carry me forward. And eventually it was that I cared enough about myself too. Mm. And what I want to tell all of you mothers out there and those who have people looking to you because they are, that you are of huge value and absolutely needed. And the choices you make and how you decide to see yourself and echo yourself forward little eyes are watching it really matters it matters for you it matters for them Uh, I totally agree with that and actually there are things that I've seen that mothers might not be able to do for themselves they might not be able to do for somebody else but they will do it for their child and so sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, you really have to help them to understand that this is it's about the the next generation it's it's not about Today, it's not about this situation. It's really about, as you say, little little eyes uh, watching you. Now, on a previous show, we talked with Jill Farmer about time management. 
And mothers often feel very overwhelmed trying to balance uh, the demands of feeding their baby, taking care of the other kids, maybe even going to a job, maybe even taking care of elderly parents. So what can you tell us about life balance and the full plate syndrome? (laughs) That we all have 24 hours in a day. Nobody has an extra large plate that's bigger than yours. (laughs) And... There are so many things that we add on to a plate, like when we go to a picnic and we just add and add and add. And I like to sample a lot of things. So my plate gets full sometimes halfway through the lineup and there's more things I want to try. (laughs) And so really being conscious that when you put things on the plate, there's only 24 hours. Hmm. And at some point, the plate is going to be full, whether we like it or not, it's going to be full. And If you don't decide to take something off the plate, something will fall off the plate. Oops. And you don't want it to be the chocolate cake. (laughs) For me, I want the chocolate cake there. And what's really important is to make sure that you're being purposeful, that you're not just automatically doing things and not asking the question, is there another way to do this? Can somebody help me with this? Is there um, a way to do this more easily or with more fun or with more energy? And did I include myself on the plate? In fact, did I include me in the center? Because if I fall off, none of this is going to move forward. Yeah. So make sure you're putting yourself in the center. And the extra credit bonus opportunity I like to give people is actually dare to keep a little space empty on the plate so that when those next things come up, you actually have room and space. Yes, yeah, I feel like I feel like if there's any room left on the the calendar, I should I'm I'm lazy. I'm not doing anything. And Rebecca also I've never really thought about it as something falling off. And what I have thought about is when I say yes to one thing, I am basically saying no to another Mm -hmm. because that plate is only just so big. There's only 24 hours in the day. I've got just as many hours as you do, just as many hours as Bill Gates has. You know, it's like (laughs) we all have the same uh, number of, of minutes. And... It's very difficult. I'm thinking, for instance, that if I hire somebody to clean my house, I feel really bad. I think, oh, you know, I, I'm able to do this. And I think, but I don't want to do this. I got other stuff I want to be doing instead. Mm-hmm. Do you, I think that people sort of feel like if they can do it, they should do it. Do you think there's a, a big dose of that? Absolutely. And to me, what I hear in making that choice is I'm taking care of myself and I'm choosing those things that only I can do that I want to bring the world and do. Oh, Rebecca, I want to take you home with me, and I want you to put that on my voicemail so I hear it every day. That's so true. Hey, listen, everybody. I'm Marie Biancuto. I am here today with my special guest, Rebecca Hall Greider, who is the host of Empowerment, also on the Voice America Talk Network station. Don't go away. We will be right back after this short break.
What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. New Angel manufactures environmentally friendly and hypoallergenic cotton products for breastfeeding mothers and their new angels. Feel the difference. Soft, absorbent, and breathable. Patented, patent-pending, and award-winning products designed by a certified lactation consultant. Look for New Angel biodegradable, disposable, and cotton-washable nursing pads, natural cotton products, and other unique items. Made by mothers for mothers in the USA. Buy N-U-A-N-G-E-L for your New Angel at www.newangel.com and www.amazon.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. And today with me is Rebecca Hall Greuter, who is the host of Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. You can hear Rebecca's show also on Voice America. Rebecca, you mentioned the flower pen story, and when I first read about the flower pen, I thought, all right, I've used pens, I've, I've, I know what flowers are, I've even seen flowers sticking out of pens, but I need to ask Rebecca, what's the flower pen? <laughs> Thank you. This is one of my, my favorite stories because it's become part of um, the culture of the events that I bring forward. And when I speak, I now bring flower pins with me. So I'm really happy to share what it is. <laughs> so you're exactly right. A flower pin is a 
ballpoint pen that has a flower, in a sense, growing out the top. It's usually attached with floral tape. My grandmother, so I had two grandmothers up in Washington, my second grandmother up in Washington, used to make them. And she would give them as gifts to people tied into holiday themes. And it was her way of brightening someone's day because it's pretty hard to look at a flower pen and not smile. (laughs) They're kind of fun and kind of silly and uh, they're not subtle. And when I looked at one one day, I realized, oh my goodness, this is how I see us. That it started to represent each woman that I met or I talked to, that each of you are beautifully and wonderfully made on purpose and for a purpose in this garden of life. And you have your own unique fragrance, texture, color, season, and you-ness in a sense (laughs) that you bring to the world that nobody else can it's not a dress rehearsal. There isn't a second run if we don't fully show up. Like this is the moment and the time that we have. And frequently when I'm in an audience and I hand out the flower pins, which I make each of them, and into no. them I weave love, support, blessing. I don't make them when I'm angry or stressed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to echo that out into the world. Uh-huh. And I hand them out. And I have everyone in the audience stand up and lift up the pin. And they can look at the pin and see how it's beautifully and wonderfully made. And they can look at the woman standing next to them and see that as well. And I invite them to see it in themselves. And then I have a few of them drop their flower pens down, still standing. And what we see is, guess what? The space is still occupied. But the garden just became a lot less vibrant. Ah. It really matters. When we choose to bring who we are and share it with the world, there's no other flower. There's no other just like you. And it's a huge gift to everyone in your life when you're willing to give that gift of who you are. And that's why I hand out the flower pins and why I share them to remind them of that message that you absolutely matter and are needed just as you are and you're beautifully and wonderfully made and make a difference being you. I got to tell you, I'm sitting here thinking about a little pendant that my husband gave me uh, when we were very, very young. And there was a little engraved thing on the back that's, it was, a, it was a, shaped like a snowflake. And on the back, it said, so unique are you, so unlike any other. And that's really what you're talking about with the flower as well. Each one is unique. It is a gift. It really is. And that we can certainly become a gift to the world. Rebecca, I know that you do more than just host exactly. the show on and Voice that America. Gift of sharing. Tell us what else you do. Do you on your own conferences? Yes, I do have my own conferences. I have a TV channel, a TV show series and a number of books and tools and resources. And my intention with all of this is to really equip and empower others on a practical and profound level. I want you to have tools and resources and programming that can support you 
in this beautiful journey of life that we have in the highs and in the lows that you remember that you are not alone. It's not a solo journey. You absolutely matter and to be given tools and resources to encourage you on your journey. How nice. Do you do your own conferences or do you speak at other people's conferences? I do both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Tell us what is coming up that you will be offering uh, in the relatively near future. Okay, so relatively near future, um, book that I am compiling is called Come Out of Hiding and Shine. It will be released in August or September. We're still fine-tuning that date. And it's a collection of 31 authors who are sharing their life journey and how they've discovered wisdom in that journey and actually how to come out of hiding, be seen, serve, and shine. I have my next Women's Empowerment Conference coming up on August 27th, and then, and that'll be in California in the East Bay, so outside of San Francisco. And then we also have a weekly television show that's called the Women's Empowerment Series. So mm-hmm. every week we'll add a new show to EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. So these are all tools and resources to serve and support you and then actually if you go to my website which is yourpurposedrivenpractice.com you'll find links to all of these things but you'll also find (laughs) yeah you'll but you'll also find um, resources and a lot of them are free of articles and chapters and books and recordings and videos to support you Rebecca could you please repeat that website please Sure. Your purpose driven practice. I want you to build your life on purpose. So it's your purpose driven practice.com. Okay. And is it too late to sign up for your upcoming workshop? No, absolutely. We do have space at Fall Into Balance, and we talk a lot about that full plate syndrome and how to really find that balance that's right for us. Excellent. Rebecca, you are such an insightful woman, such a busy woman, but uh, luckily you also, you live what you teach, which is you certainly live with purpose. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. It was my privilege and honor. Well, for those of you who enjoyed Rebecca, I would encourage you to follow up with her show, her TV series, book, conferences. This woman has tons of stuff that you may be interested in. And if you go to her website, you will learn more about it. But that's all the time that we have today. And before we sign off, I'd like to thank Rebecca Hallgreider for being with us. I'd like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed. I'd like to invite you all to come back next week as well. Now, if you're interested in media that was mentioned on this show or even on previous shows, check out my Amazon affiliate store. And it is at borntobebreastfed.com, and you will see it. Again, that's borntobebreastfed.com. My blog is also there. I'll have a little blog about this show and others. Be sure to visit me on my Facebook page. And if you're a professional and you're looking for continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember, I'm your source for evidence-based practice on the web and sometimes in your city. 
I have tons of resources, many of them free, on my website for professionals, and that's breastfeedingoutlook.com. Again, that's breastfeedingoutlook.com. I'm Marie Biancuto. I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. 